At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your daily podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets, more often than not originating from inside the Hive Spectrum Center. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to be joined once again by the Charlotte Hornets coordinator of digital media content, Sam Purley, who is very excited because this podcast is coming off a Hornets 102-94 to win at Atlanta, and it is the first time we have had Sam on after a win so it is not you sam the the curse is broken yes the curse is broken third third time's the charm first win of the season coming out of the podcast and i will add that i was a late fill-in too i was supposed to be for the game friday we had to make a little switch about halfway through the game and i was nervous that the basketball gods might have found out there was a switch and that's what caused the the lead in tonight's game to shrink a little bit but thankfully the hornets held on for a big win snapping a three-game losing streak and Hopefully we can start building on it. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because the gods did apparently notice that it was you. And, you know, I I found out a little late that we had shuffled the schedule for the podcast, which is great. Always happy to have Sam on. Always excited for it. But at the time they were up by 20. And I think I texted you specifically, if they lose, you're cursed. And what happened, Sam? What happened next? And I, I responded, just stay positive, and then the lead started to shrink, and the lead started to shrink. And by the time that text message kind of entered, re-entered my consciousness, thankfully they had held on for the win by then, so I didn't have to blame myself for it. But we would have had some serious evaluation to do. I would allow you to talk to Matt Carroll and let him intervene in this schedule or something like that. It's a, a Hornets win, 102-94. Badly needed, as you mentioned. It snaps a three-game slide. There, there's a lot of, I don't want to call it panic, but there were a lot of fans uh, on social media and, and people generally in the media who were a bit anxious as to what this really meant for the Hornets, you know, this recent slide. And to me, I thought it 
had an awful lot more to do with the schedule than anything else. But we'll get into where the Hornets stack up against everyone else in a little bit. I want to focus in on the win. 102-94, the highlight, of course, is Gordon Hayward, who goes for a career-high 44 points in the win. Up to the elbow, now fade away two, a long one. is good! Gordon Hayward can't miss! He has 43 points, and the Hornets lead by seven. He'd add in a free throw late. He was just everywhere, Sam. Yeah, he was absolutely spectacular, and, and it's it's interesting because he's he's such a, you know, he's not the super flashy player. He's just so efficient and so clean, and everything he does is just looks so calculated and just an incredibly smart player and really, really tremendous performance. And I thought he was really instrumental when, the lead from 24, the Hawks actually took the lead midway through the fourth, and he scored nine of the team's 12 points on a 12-4 run. He had a really big, maybe the play of the game, he had a three-point play, old-fashioned three-point play uh, with a one-point lead and about two minutes left. I think really kind of turned things emotionally. Absolutely spectacular. And he said after the game, this is the highest he's ever scored in any game in his career, whether it was NBA, Butler, high school. So really, really cool moment in his first year in Charlotte to have a, a performance like that and to get the win 102 94 win i think one thing that stood out to me from his individual performance we've seen him accumulate stats just based off of being gordon hayward on a basketball floor he he's such a naturally gifted basketball player that he finds points he finds rebounds he finds assists he just knows where to be and what to do to have that happen but this is the first time he's really demanded the basketball or his teammates have really leaned on him in a significant way and especially in a significant game where it did get close there more often than not it has been terry rozier that they kind of shift their attention to and and gordon still puts up his numbers but again it's it just kind of happened naturally this time they were targeting Gordon Hayward, saying, you need to make this bucket. We need to get you your looks right now. And he was able to go off in that performance. Yeah, absolutely. He made a, a really awesome note of it post-game. He said, my teammates really set me up. And they find you. And he said he hit a couple threes early in the first quarter. And he said, you know what, it really starts to kind of feel like, okay, this could be a good night. And just on a personal level, you know, we've all known what Gordon's gone through with the leg injury. And it basically took away two years of his career and then to kind of see his role diminish in Boston and not work out to exactly what he thought it was going to be when he signed up through not exactly any fault of his own and then to come to a new team in a re, you know a different situation for him to have this kind of performance after everything he's been through I know it's just one game but I think really meant a lot to him it really did, did to you know be the guy that takes control and scores all the points and puts the team on his back and leads it to victory again I know it's one game but I think it was just a really cool moment for Gordon personally after everything he's gone through the last three or four years he individually had a huge game. Collectively, it wasn't a great offensive performance. I thought they won this on their defense, in particular the strategy against Trey Young. Uh, it wasn't just that Trey Young did not shoot the ball well. He couldn't get his shots. He was being denied any driving lanes. Hornets cut him off routinely, had two people watching him every time he touched the basketball on the perimeter, did not allow him to get into the paint, did not allow him to get to the free throw line. That has to go down as one of the best defensive performances against an all-star guard in Trey Young that has ever happened against him in his young career. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Fox even ran a stat that this game snapped a 53-game streak of him scoring at least 10 points. And I was actually going to say the exact same thing with in terms of the individual. You know, we're on the same page, same name, same page here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they just gave him absolutely nothing tonight, and it was really, really impressive. I mean, he just looked frustrated, 
two of nine, no threes. He only got to the line. He had a foul call on an attempted three, and I think even that was kind of, you know, could have gone either way. Um, and seven turnovers, too. I mean, they really forced him into some bad decision-making. And he had a couple, too, that he got away with. I mean, he could easily have nine or ten turnovers. So, you know, it forced other guys to step up for the Hawks, and I thought DeAndre Hunter was really good. John Collins, Clint Capella was really good on the boards. Kevin Herter, but, you know, it's tough when – a team like that, if you're 30 point per night score, only score seven points, it kind of is tough for the uh, pull out a win. And yeah, the defense was absolutely incredible by the Hornets. I think probably their best defensive performance of the season thus far. And they, they tried in the offseason to become a little less Trey Young dependent. Uh, he's a good player to depend on, but they, they wanted to add some more weapons around him, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and just try and add some more offense. And yet, it, it still is the case. If you're a team constructed like the Hornets, where you have stars for sure, like Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier, uh, but no one you're really dependent on night after night, uh, you can get away with someone having a bad night. But if you're like the Hawks, where everything seems to revolve around Trey Young or the Mavericks with Luka Doncic, if that star is off, it is very difficult to win a basketball game. Yeah, absolutely. And to the, the Hawks' credit, I think they were missing a number of guys. They didn't have Danilo Gallinari tonight. It was kind of their big free agent splash. Still don't have their first-round rookie. Anyeka Kongwu, Tony Snell was out. Chris Dunn has been out. Rajon Rondo was not out. So they were playing a little shorthanded. But, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. If you've got a guy, it kind of looked like the Hawks of last year. Like all the offseason stuff they added didn't really come into play tonight just because those guys weren't available. And Bogdanovich was in foul trouble for most of the night. He couldn't really ever get going. But yeah, when, it's, when your main guy just doesn't have it going, it forces other guys to step up into roles and responsibilities that are not necessarily accustomed to. And it can have a kind of a trickle-down effect to the rest of the roster. So, you know, good for the Hornets, not so good for the Hawks, but hopefully they don't correct things in two or three days when we see them in Charlotte. Hornets win 102-94, improving to 3-5. and five, An exciting win, and the buzz continues to build around this Hornets team. A reminder, season ticket packages are available for the 2021-2022 season. You can guarantee your price right now. For more information, call 704-HORNETS or visit hornets.com to live chat with a season ticket representative. Cody Martin to a cutting. Hayward for the two-handed flush. Gordon Hayward, beautiful back cut. Two of Gordon Hayward's career-high 44 points in a Hornets win last night over the Atlanta Hawks, 102-94. First division game it results in a win for Charlotte. Uh, I know, you know, in the modern era now with the way the standings work, division games versus conference games, there's really no difference, but still... You know, you, you hang banners for winning division titles, and uh, Hornets 1-0, and right, Sam? Yep, absolutely. We'll take it. You know, they only got to face Atlanta, I think, twice last year, and I think they were both losses. I think the second-to-last game before the suspension was against Atlanta. So they've had some problems with Atlanta the last year with the pace and the offense. And, you know, Atlanta's offense was, I think, third in the NBA coming into this game and holding them, I think, to 7 of 41 shooting. You know, it doesn't matter whoever it is, who's ever on the other side of court, whatever division, city, you know, same rules, same NBA play. So good one no matter what or who it is. And like I said, we'll see him again on Saturday. In the last 48 hours, by the way, we're speaking to Sam Purley, Charlotte Hornets coordinator of digital media content, a two Sams edition here of the Hornets Hivecast. Last 48 hours, James Borrego's had some some interesting quotes that I wanted to flesh out with you. One, he talked after the Philadelphia series, I guess that's now more like 72 hours away, but uh, that he would alter the rotation. And I think there was a lot of speculation that that meant someone new was either going to come into the starting lineup or someone new was going to 
to go into the second unit and see some more time. It actually went the other way last night. The rotation got reduced, and we saw more minutes for Gordon Hayward, more minutes for Terry Rozier, although his were closer uh, to what he's normally been doing. But you, you get my drift here. Instead of seeing more minutes spread out, we saw more of a concentration of them amongst Devontae Graham, Gordon Hayward, and P.J. Washington. Obviously results in a win, and even though Devontae didn't shoot the ball great, he was still a plus 12 in terms of the plus-minus. Also, P.J. Washington played a lot more minutes, and he, too, didn't have his best shooting night, but... He had 10 rebounds, three blocks, and was a plus 16. So what does it say to you about the comments that they're changing up a little bit the the rotation, and instead of growing the pool, he shrunk it? It's interesting, and I think it's it's hard to look at that second Philly game in particular and get a whole lot in terms of minutes because I think that one got away from them in the second half, and then you're kind of just throwing guys out there you know, towards the end and just trying to get just finish that one off. But I thought it was interesting. I thought there was an interesting stretch where Terry didn't play near in the third quarter. I don't know right off the top of my head these guys' minutes averages, but I'm looking at it right now. And Devontae up near 40 minutes, Gordon 40 minutes, PJ 37 minutes. I thought PJ was extraordinary in terms of getting 50-50 balls. Now, I think every 50-50 ball he went up, it became like a 90-10 ball because he came down with it. I thought Biz was pretty good. I mean, Capella's another tough center for him, and he's at his going to have his hands full centers this this road trip but you know the minutes was interesting I think the the goal was to get more offense generated and I think that's how it started and then in the middle of the game when it felt like the Hawks were going to make a run the, the minutes distribution kind of shifted more back to defense you saw Cody Martin get in there you saw more minutes for Miles you saw more for LaMelo too I think you know putting him on Trey Young a little bit here and there and Terry as well defensively guarded Young so I think it kind of switched a little bit but it was interesting no super major moves but I think the game was just so different from the first half to second half. Hard to get a feel of exactly where the changes were made. Speaking of LaMelo, Coach Borrego seems to have a bit of a crush on the rookie. I think we all do. Uh, Buzz Uh, City, uh, Queen. Obviously. Yeah, the Queen City seems to have one on him. He had another strong stat line, 16 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. He was active. He was in passing lanes getting deflections, just making things happen for the team. Quote I took away from the post game was that if you don't have your hands up, LaMelo is going to find you. I have no idea what's going to happen when he touches the ball. I have no idea. His teammates don't know, and most importantly, our opponents don't know. He sparks us. He energizes us. You better have your hands ready because that ball, that ball could be zinging you know, my way at any, any second. If you do have your hands up, he's going to find you as well. But if you don't have your hands up, it's going to become very obvious because you're going to have the commissioner's name basically imprinted on your forehead. Now, Gordon Hayward got it from Miles Bridges. I don't know how he wasn't expecting that pass, but it caught him in the face. He was all smiles afterwards because I think he he ended up going to the line from it. But all all that being said, LaMelo's creativity, it, it continues to just generate a whole lot of buzz around this team, much more so than we've seen in years past with the Hornets and much more so than most three and five teams get. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that I've noticed through the first eight games or so that I didn't necessarily expect is well, his length is just so good at cutting off passing lanes and, and creating steals. He's averaging almost, I think going into today, he was averaging almost two steals a game, which was like fifth in the NBA out of everybody, all players, not just rookies, and gets those steals. And then he can push it so well in transition. It's been so, so vital to to the Hornets' offensive attack, and I think you saw it tonight 
16 fast break points. I think he had one play in the first quarter where he was at the top of the key and just did a com- looking in the complete opposite direction, no look pass to Miles, and Miles hit a corner three. And I had I when it went into commercial break, I rewinded it. Or I told my wife, "You got to watch this. This is just." This is crazy. Just the vision and stuff is so fun to watch. And it is, you know, it's a little funny seeing some of his teammates sometimes not expecting some of these passes just because you never know. And I think they'll get used to it. But, yeah, every single night, I mean, I've been really impressed with the, the deflecting, the defense, the passing, and more so the consistency. Every night for the last four or five games, it's been 13, 14 points seven, eight rebounds, five, six assists. So really, really impressive start to his NBA career. Terry Rozier told me that he's impressed by LaMelo Ball's rebounding. He said he, there's not many guards that rebound the ball better than him or as well as him, and LaMelo is one of them. And it's not just that he's tall for a guard. It's that competitive nature. He'll fight Bismarck Biombo for a rebound. He, he'll go after it against anyone, teammates included. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought he was really good. I think he had two offensive rebounds tonight. I mean, he, and like I said, I think I said in a previous podcast, he follows his shots so well and he follows his teammates' shots so well. He's very good at understanding angles and how they come off the backboard and getting back. I mean, getting that offensive rebound and either getting it and knowing where a teammate is or putting it right back up. And that just comes back to the feel and the timing and the instincts. He just, he never seems to stop playing at any point in the game every wherever the ball is going moving passing being shot he is always anticipating where is the best place for me to be in order to help make the right play and it's it's been really impressive to watch and really fun to watch from the Hornets side as well just seeing this really really exciting young talent that the Hornets have right now I have a feeling we'll be seeing a lot of number two ball jerseys in the stands as soon as fans are, of course, allowed in them. Speaking of which, if you want to get your jersey, the opportunity is here. You can shop in-store once again at the Hornets Fan Shop at Spectrum Center. It's open Thursday to Saturday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. for all your Hornets gear. Or, of course, you can always shop from the comfort of your own home by visiting HornetsFanShop.com. Hornets throw length the floor to LaMelo Ball. He'll lay it in with half a second left in the quarter. We are used to seeing Ball throw cross-court or full-court passes to Miles Bridges. Last night, we got the other direction. Miles Bridges beating the buzzer, throwing a touchdown to LaMelo Ball. He even gave the referee signal after he put it through the cylinder. Half a second was left on the clock at the end of the first quarter, and the Hornets had a big lead on that big play for Miles Bridges. We're talking to Sam Purley today here on the Hornets Hivecast, Charlotte Hornets coordinator of digital media content. He posts so many great stories, and he's also coordinated a blog from the players, and there was a post today, first of the season, for Miles Bridges. Uh, and while, you know, he was wasn't talking specifically about I'm going to throw a touchdown pass to LaMelo Ball and show off my skills for the Carolina Panthers or whoever wants me. He did talk about the connection that he has with LaMelo, saying it, it's actually fun coming off the bench because he's coming off with LaMelo who passes the ball as much as he does. Now, I'm not saying that he would mind it otherwise. He seems to have really accepted this role, but it goes from being something he has to accept to something he seems excited about because he gets this dynamic passer who loves to give the ball up to him. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, say if you, you 
having fun, you're going to play well for the most part, and that can't be lost. And right now this team is, and you play like they did tonight, they're having fun, and the chemistry with them is just really, really good. There's a lot of lobs. I think we're still working on some sort of nickname from Mellow to Miles, and now we have Miles to Mellow tonight uh, with the you know full-court touchdown pass layup at the buzzer. So watching their chemistry has been really interesting because sometimes you put guys, you do different lineups and rotations to start the year, and you don't really know how they're going to work until you get out there. And right now those two are really, really gelling with the – they complement each other well from a scoring, facilitating, slash rebounding defensive angle when you move Miles down to the four and the five a little bit. So hopefully we can see more and more. They seem to have really helped each other early part of the season. The blog was written going into the game against Atlanta. So uh, again, he was being, uh, you know, he he was seeing into the future because he said the feeling for him and the team going into last night's game was similar to the one that they felt going into the Brooklyn game where their backs are against the wall. They've had a couple of losses in a row and they just want to right the ship. What's, what's the word? Omniscient or uh, premonition? Or I'm not sure what the word is. I've you know, been talking for several hours to myself and I can't come up with any more vocabulary. But you get what I'm trying to say here, Sam. Mm-hmm. The man knew what was going to happen before it happened. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it'll be interesting this season, too. We have so many of these games against the same opponent in the same place. I mean, Philly is just a tough team. We've talked about them at length. And speaking of length, they have so much of it. And they have so much size. And that's just such a tough matchup for this team right now. And they're playing really, really well. And finally see a different team. I know it was only two games. I mean, that's got to charge you up just a little bit. And say, hey, this isn't the Sixers. Let's go out and let's take control. Let's, let's play how we're capable of playing. Um, and I think you saw that tonight against the Hawks. And I think it'll be kind of a factor this year. Uh, when you have so many of these back-to-back games against the same team. So still, you got to bring that urgency, that intensity every single night. I know it's not easy, but you know how they started this game tonight put them in position to pick up a win. Looking at the standings, we're, we're about 10% through the regular season. And I think, again, a lot of people are trying to read into, you know, what what is the pecking order right now in the NBA? How do the Hornets compare? What are, Who are they competing with for a playoff spot or whatnot? I think it's too soon, though, to really read into that because you look at some of the team's schedules out there and they're just not as difficult as what the Hornets have been through. Of their eight games, you know, I would say coming into the year, cream of the crop in the, in the NBA Eastern Conference, I think you could separate Boston, Philadelphia, and Brooklyn and Miami and say these four teams probably should be in the upper crust of the Eastern Conference. And then there's certainly some others, you know, Milwaukee probably could throw in there as well. You, you look at who the Hornets have played, they played Philadelphia twice. I don't know who many, how many other teams could play Philadelphia twice at this stage with them being 7-1 and one and not come away with two losses, particularly if your starting center is down. So I guess my point is it's really too early to look at the point differentials, look at the records and say – all right, the Hornets definitely are or are not a postseason team. I think they're just playing, and we haven't seen exactly where the averages are going to even out. Yeah, absolutely. I think we start talking playoffs, I mean, 40, 50 games, take a look at the standings. I think right now it's you got to take it. It sounds cliche. I'm going to sound like coach here. You take it game by game, and you focus on getting better every day. I know it's kind of the stale, boring, monotonous answer, but you know if you focus on playoffs, you're looking at the end goal. You need to look at part of the journey and the process of how to get better because you want to be playing your best at the end of the season. We saw glimpses of that of the Hornets last year before the season got suspended. They were playing their best basketball in March before things got cut off. So and I think maybe 15, 20 games in, you can start looking at the stats a little bit and kind of seeing, okay, we're a top 10 defense or a top 15 offense, so we're really fast break points. You know, right now it's just you got to, 
every game's a little bit different. And, you know, with the more games you play, the more of the median you're going to get with how things go. But yeah, just focus on the next one. Focus on New Orleans. And after New Orleans, it's on to Atlanta and then on to whomever else is after that. And this is still a team that doesn't quite have a, a firm grasp on how to play with each other. Miles mentioned that in the blog, uh, saying he's still figuring out LaMelo, how to play with Gordon, how to play with everybody. These aren't just pieces that you throw in and say, all right, Devontae and Terry's going to continue to do what they've done. PJ will do what he's done. Miles will do what he's done, and, and these guys will fit around them. They're more the the main attractions both with LaMelo being a point guard and Gordon Hayward being a 20-point-per-game potential guy, you kind of have to learn how to play around them more so than they have to learn how to play around you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's everyone is kind of finding their role. Everyone's doing something different this year than what they were doing last year. You know, Gordon went from a third or fourth option in Boston to possibly a first or certainly was a first option tonight, first or second option tonight. You know, Terry handling a little the ball a little bit less. Devontae is handling the ball a little bit less. Maybe that has some sort of impact on his shooting. LaMelo particularly is handing the ball a lot less than he was doing in Illawarra last year. Biz is playing more minutes. PJ is playing a different position. Miles is playing a different position coming off the bench. So, you know, just because they're out there and it looks like they're good at times doesn't mean they've learned it. You know, you would love to have three or four months to kind of figure things out a little bit and get the rookies in and acclimated, but it just wasn't in the cards this year for obvious reasons. So every team's dealing with it. And, you know, as challenging as it can be, I think coaches some coaches really enjoy sort of the strategy and what they can unlock from their guys considering the circumstances well sam your losing streak is over the curse has been reversed you have gotten a win here on the hornets hivecast and now we don't have to worry about matt carroll scaring you off from ever coming on again yes i'm not taking too much credit for it it was very close and up in the air but uh it is a lot more fun to talk about a win after a game that is about a loss and what went wrong so uh, good one for the Hornets tonight, and uh, hopefully they can pick it up against New Orleans tomorrow. It'll be fun to take in. Do you have a nickname for the uh, the Battle of the Balls? Not yet, but that sounds pretty good. I like the alliteration there. Um, that'll obviously be, and this one will be on ESPN too, which will be another cool perk to get a little bit of national attention. Yeah, that'll definitely be a central focal point with Zion, a couple of young, really young players, Lamelo, Zion, Pelicans' new coach, a bunch of new players. It'll be a really good one. I think that's going to be a really fun game to watch. I'm just too exciting young teams and like i said hornets play well you get off the start they had against atlanta and uh put yourself in position to go home with two straight victories we of course will be uh, setting you up for that one on game day and uh, breaking it down the day after and if it looks like the hornets are going to win sam Perley might steal someone else's spot so we can go two and oh we'll see yeah absolutely i'll, <laughs> I'll push off whoever's scheduled and get out of the way i gotta keep this thing going hornets coordinator of digital media content sam Perley, our guest today here on the hornets hivecast thanks to him and thanks to all of you for tuning in as well i'm sam farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along for the ride hornets got the win last night 102 to 94 look forward to talking to you next time right here on the hornets hivecast